0: While Pastor Tim Dodson is returning from a missions trip, Street Level Radio will be airing the Best of Daily Devotions series. This is the Best of Daily Devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believers City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information, go to believerstogether.com.
1: Despite all the warnings, despite perhaps all the reasons why he shouldn't be there, here in Acts chapter 21, we find Paul having finally made it to the city of Jerusalem. In verse 16, we read about how Paul had made it into Jerusalem and met a longtime believer by the name of Mason of Cyprus. And then the next day he went to and met with James who was the pastor of the church there in Jerusalem and it sounds to me like all the guys got together and had a little bit of a rejoicing period of time as they shared all that God had been doing in their midst and as that meeting went on verse 20 is where we're picking it up it says they when they heard it glorified God. And they said to him, Paul, You see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed, and they are all zealous for the law. They have been informed about you that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children and not to walk after the customs. What then? The assembly must certainly meet, for they will hear that you have come. Therefore, do what we tell you. We have four men who have taken a vow. Take them, purify yourself with them, pay their expenses for them, that they may shave their heads. Then all will know that there is no truth in the things that they have been informed about you, but that you yourself also walk, keeping the law. But concerning the Gentiles who believe, we have written our decision that they should observe no such thing except that they should keep themselves from food offered to idols, from blood, from strangled things, and from sexual immorality. And then Paul took them in, and the next day purified himself, went with them into the temple, declaring the fulfillment of the days of purification until the offering was offered for every one of them. So now everything was going along just fine in this little time of rejoicing until someone got the great idea to effectively try to fix the unfixable. And this is just further evidence, I think, that's being offered here that Paul was off his mark spiritually at least at this point in his life and on this one issue. Now what occurred here certainly has been hotly debated. As I said before, it's very difficult for many folks to swallow, uh, even a suggestion that Paul ever did anything wrong. There are always those who cannot handle any tarnish on the man Paul, uh, a man that is so often esteemed higher than any man ought to be esteemed. Now Here we have the flip side of the loyalty to those we serve. Though these men were instigators in his plan, Paul should have known better. I mean, when this was suggested to him, I mean, the flags should have absolutely went up. The flares went up immediately. Any arguments concerning the right or wrong of this issue need to be set aside on one critical point, and that is the idea here was to calm the concerns of all those in the Jewish realm who were still attempting to straddle the line of law and grace. So they got this idea, they hatched this brilliant plan that Paul was to act in order to show those folks that he was, according to verse 24, still a follower of the law. But let me ask you, was he still a follower of the law? Well, not according to his teachings, which overwhelmingly expressed his commitment to the doctrine of grace. So it certainly seems that Paul had fallen to the age-old trap of attempting to please the religious legalist. If so, I believe I certainly understand why he buckled. It is easy to believe at times that the end justifies the means. It's so easy to believe that if a little compromise could calm the storm, well, then maybe it would be well worth it. And what is therefore the balance between loyalty to our leaders and knowing when to jump ship Well, the defining element should always be based on Scripture. Is he unrepentantly standing contrary to the Word of God? Now God didn't throw Paul out of the club, but the cost of his mistake was going to quickly be made evident. Reading on in verse 27, it says, When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the multitude and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who teaches all men everywhere against the people and the law and this place. Moreover, he has also brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, with him in the city, and then they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. All the city was moved and the people ran together. They seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple. Immediately the doors were shut. As they were trying to kill him, news came up from the commanding officer of the regiment that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. Immediately he took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. They, when they saw the chief captain and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the commanding officer came near, arrested him, commanded him to be bound with two chains and inquired who he was and what he had done. Some shouted one thing and some another among the crowd. And when he couldn't find any truth because of the noise, he commanded him to be brought into the barracks. Verse 35 says, When he came to the stairs, he was carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd. For the multitude of the people followed after crying, Away with him! As Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he asked the commanding officer, May I speak to you? He said, Do you know Greek? Aren't you then the Egyptian who before these days stirred up a sedition and led out into the wilderness the 4,000 men of the assassins? And Paul said, I'm a Jew from Tarsus and Cilicia, a citizen of no insignificant city. I beg you, allow me to speak to the people. And when he had given him permission, Paul, standing on the stairs, beckoned with his hands to the people. And when there was a great silence, he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, saying, Now, whatever the plan might have been, Uh, in play here to appease these Jewish masses, it certainly failed, and it failed in a stellar fashion. This is generally the end result of all such attempts at compromise. As this mob gathered, there was confusion. Some believed Paul to be one guy, and some understood he was another. The word on the street was saying he had taken a Gentile into the inner court of the temple, something that was certainly never to be done. And because of his ministry to the Gentiles and his public persona concerning the law, well, the people had extrapolated as to what he might have done, and then they ran with it. And Paul here was nearly killed in this situation. The commander of the barracks came to the rescue in the nick of time and pulled him out of the mob. And then Paul, believing even yet that he could reach his Jewish brethren, requested the opportunity to speak to this mob.